On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Brittany Godsey from Gold Bond about how you can change the tone of customer service. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today, a repeat guest, an industry rock star. I love her title. She's the Chief Sales and Marketing Officer. She's also Customer Service Manager, at least for now, at Gold Bond. She is Brittany Godsey. Brittany, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for the warm intro, Kirby. I'm excited. <laughs> thank you for welcoming me back. Hello Absolutely. to everybody on the other line. Absolutely. So I want to dive right in. You know, during 2020, nearly all of us have talked about how tough it's been. That's, you know, that's just been sort of the, the, the mode of operandi. We're really good at understanding how tough it is for me. But how are we handling being kind to our business partners? I'm curious to see your take on that. Yeah, I love this question. I think it's phenomenal. I think um, now more than ever, I think we've all learned just how well we adapt to changing circumstances, right? And some of us thrive in chaos and mass kudos to you beasts out there that are good at that. Some of us are a little not, we're working on that, right? It's not a skill that we've developed just yet, but it's an active uh, skill that we're, <laughs> we're working on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we've seen a, a huge jump in significance and urgency across the board and rightfully so a lot of people had ha, have had a shift in their business mm -hmm. where maybe they aren't getting as much volume as they've seen in the past so we take extra special attention and care to the items we do have because we want to ensure that we continue to keep the business that we do still have in play while yeah. we build back up to maybe what we were pre-pandemic so i think for us you know, we've seen an uptick in customers that are working through things, maybe with a little thrust and aggression is the way I like. <laughs> Very kind <laughs> way of saying it. Yeah, delicately stated. I think we all saw from the supplier side too. I don't want to speak mm -hmm. for all suppliers, but I know that I'm um, talking to my industry friends. A lot of us did some of the same things. We saw this crazy shift where the faucet turns off for a brief moment in time while we all had a little wave of panic that swept the nation. And we all did the same things. We halted incoming inventory because we were like, whoa, if no volume is coming in and it continues this way, we don't have space to bring on any more inventory. Mm -hmm. And it was a cost savings for cash flow purposes. We all scaled our teams appropriately to the volume that we now had to adjust to. So you were trying to figure out whose skill sets could be leveraged for versatility, but efficiency and accuracy. And I think you know, we temporarily saw shifts in the industry when it came to services and benefits offered. So some people cut off rush, some people discontinued certain elements, and some people fast forwarded on certain things to try to help. So you saw a lot of great benefits with polybagging and drop shipping and things like that. So it did spawn some positivity. But I think for us, to go back to your question, it's Russian roulette in customer service, y'all. And I'm sure you guys feel the same way on the distributor side that it's Russian roulette when you see your supplier calling because it's like, what now, right? And you could maybe get somebody who's just amazing and completely supportive and understanding of the partnership and can navigate it with finesse. And then you have some people who are, are just so intense and it makes it complicated for us to collaborate on any sort of resolution because of that frustration and the pressure that maybe the distributorships are feeling to 
exceed expectations more so now than before. Mm-hmm. So we try to, at Gold Bond, take back the tone. Mm-hmm. And we thought, hey, you know, let's, if we could take this back and we change the direction and we set the tone, maybe that could help our customer service experience for distributors. So we implemented scorecards, something that we resurrected from 101 foundations. And what it did is it scores every phone call on attitude, effort, and sentiment. Those are the only three things that we care about. How much, what is your attitude towards the customer? How much effort are you exerting in a more than you expect experience? And what sentiment are you providing that customer to let them know that you are my only priority right mm. now? And we're not getting off this call until I get you exactly what you need. And just changing that mindset. And um, we've seen a, a dramatic improvement. It's almost like night and day. The way we set the tone when we pick up that phone and engage the customer changes the whole dynamic yeah. of the conversation. And instead of going, thanks for calling Google, this is Brittany, what's your PO number? We're like, hey, happy Monday. I'm so excited that you called. My name is Brittany Gotti. I can't wait to talk to you today. What is it you're calling on? You know, and so it just kind of sets the tone nicely. So even when we do get into those prickly circumstances, it opens up a dialogue for creativity and collaboration as opposed to a, you did this, you owe me that, yeah. here's where things went wrong. And that's so easy to do right now with yeah. everything going on. Everybody hates 2020, so let's yeah. just chalk it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I, I, this is the tone in which you say, it goes back to old school stuff. Like it's not what you say, but how you say it. We've been here, we've heard that since we were little. I, I, you know, I think I remember at one point I called a company and they, the, they answered the phone. Hi, this is Brittany Godsey. How can I make you smile today? And I was like, oh, you just did. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, and by setting that tone, that is really, that's, that's really, I like that a lot. That's really good. Yeah. So, so let me jump in. I mean, because there's been plenty of challenges and I'm sure at the end of the day, if we can all be more kind to one another, that would help. But during the, the sort of the challenges of the time, I've also heard plenty of people that have discovered efficiency, right? And you kind of touched on that a little bit. Has, has that been the case for you? What, and if so, what are some of those efficiencies? What do they look like? Yes, I'm so happy that you, you asked this because I think that there's a lot of things probably happening with all of your supplier partners right now that are maybe those more behind the scene things that aren't as visible to you right now, mm-hmm. but they're all done in um, a way that we're trying to better the experience for you guys and your clients. So yes, for us, we've had several larger projects that we've been executing all throughout this pandemic, and we still have some slated to execute before the end of the year takes place. And some of these are those little touches, things like, you know, the proactive things that let you know, as if you were buying on retail, hey, I'm so excited, your order's on its way, PO number, blah, 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 picture of it, expected ship date and arrival, tracking numbers associated, things like that to um, paying online. So you don't have to dial in if you don't want to, if you're quick and on the go and you want things done via text message. Those are those sweet little nuances that make your life a little bit easier because it's a convenient way for you to conduct your day. So those are all taking place right now. But when we first started, we all watched this video as the management team. And I thought this was just the best illustration of how to just make it simple because what's easy and simple is what gets done, right? So <laughs> totally. we make it easy and simple for you guys. And we talked about, we're making a cup of coffee. Where is the value add when you make a cup of coffee? It's not when you go and grab your coffee cup. It's not when you go and grab the K cup to put inside of the Keurig. 
it's when that coffee starts pouring out of the Keurig, that's when the value add begins. So what is Gold Bond's value add to you as a distributor and to your client? And how do we make that value add stretch to be the best part of your experience as we physically can? So then it kind of started, you know, no ideas, silly. And we started whiteboarding some things, uh, feedback that we've heard, um, speech analytics that we've developed that lets us know these are some great frequently asked questions or concerns that we receive that if we could just figure out a way to enhance this part of the experience, it would make their lives so much easier. So I'm excited about everything that we've started to do. I think a lot of suppliers have probably taken the reins on this time of year while it's slow to go, mm -hmm. okay, this is the time where it's not just the things that we've always wanted to do, but we're realizing all the things that we need to do right. because the future as we know it will now change as we adapt to what we know as regular business today. Yeah, it's one of the things, and I kind of hear this, you allude to it, but like for me, when this all slowed down, I started looking around at those things, those projects that I'm like, okay, when I have a minute, this would be, as you said, a value add. This would be a thing I've always wanted to do that I think my clients would get a kick out of. I think that the businesses that have flourished is a tough word because I'm not sure this is the time we flourish. This is the time we stabilize and add things and then grow down the road, but I, the folks who I've seen have done that are the ones I, I, I feel like are doing better than others, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, you know, with any change, the tough part about it is going back to the first question of anything that's inconvenient or inaccurate, automatic yeah. penalty, right? But um, as we breed new change and innovation, there's always that transition where I hate to say it, but nothing ever really works perfectly 100% out of the gate. Sure. So there are kinks and bugs that you do have to fix, but right now is the most ideal time to do it. Maybe, especially for you as a distributor um, out there watching, if you're looking to make any changes to your business, right now is a great time to do it where you can really assess an order real time as it's walking through your, your facility or your organization so that you can fix things. Um, more timely and you can see them a little yeah. bit better than you might if you were at a normal pace of volume. So yeah, I agree. that makes sense. That makes sense. So final question for you. I want you to get out your crystal ball. Uh, what do you think next year or the next year or two looks like in our marketing or industry? Good, bad, or ugly? What, what are your predictions? <laughs> yeah, I think we all can agree if we're listening in that 2020 is a little bit of a dog. Uh, <laughs> guys that are thriving out there. I've heard a lot of really cool stories about people that are going despite. And maybe that means that your product mix has changed, but who cares? Your business is growing and thriving. That's amazing. You should celebrate. I do think that once we get past 2020, um, you know, we're still finding ways to mitigate exposure for 2021. So I think it's realistic to say if your business has declined 50%, you might not necessarily grow that full 50 and beyond going into 2021, yeah. but maybe you grow double digits still and you're growing at 20 or 30. And that's amazing. Yeah. I think that's what 2021 is going to be like where we're not quite at the levels that we were in 2019 before all this took place, but we're actively progressing back to that point. So you like may it. not see the same numbers you saw in 2019, but that's okay. You're still growing and you're in business. That's amazing right now. Um, and then 2022, I think we'll, we'll continue. Hopefully everybody gets back to that 2019 status, but you know, it's not, they'll be maybe a little bit closer in 2022. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's not an overnight thing, but I think, it, you know, the sky isn't falling either, right? Like, it, we, we I, I think that's what I'm hearing from you is we've taken a step back, hopefully, in order to take a step forward. So, that's, yeah. um, well, that's great. You've answered my three questions, Brittany. I appreciate you taking the time. So, I give everybody a chance to ask me a question. Do you have one for me? Yes, I wanted to get to the personal player because I feel <laughs> like, you know, in the midst of everything that's going on, we all have gotten to really know each other a lot better, right? <laughs> sometimes that's positive, sometimes it's not so much. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So I wanted to know if you and your team were a TV show, what TV show would you say that you guys are? I so said, this is a great question. And um, so in the interest of transparency, so I'd say probably 60, 70% of the time, uh, people come on the show, they don't tell me what the question is in advance. Brittany was kind enough to give me this one in advance. And I'm, <laughs> I'm really glad because it gave me a chance to think about it. So when you ask the question immediately, my, my first words out of my mouth were survivor, right? Like, and I think, <laughs> so especially in, in 2020, like survivor, right? We, those of us who just make it through, that's good. Then my, my next uh, answer was Schitt's Creek. Um, not, not because it's really like our team, but I just, it's a funny thing to say. Yeah. Um, and then finally, like, and so I actually asked our team, like I walked around and started asking, you know, people and my wife and whatever. And here's what I landed on. I landed on, if you're familiar with the show, The Prophet. Uh, yeah. on CNBC. So yeah. Marcus Limonis goes into failing businesses. He buys a stake in the business and then he helps them. And generally, now, we don't do that on a regular basis, but I, I do think there's some similarities where um, we come in, uh, a company might have a challenge with their business. They might have a challenge with their branding. And that's where we kind of try and come and help them, whether it be with logo design, whether it be distribution, all that sort of thing. And so uh, that's, and honestly, I love the question because it, it makes me think aspirationally. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I'd like us to be, if that makes any sense. So I'm going to go the profit on CNBC. I love it. I love it. Although Survivor was pretty good. <laughs> I like that you came out strong and you're like, you know, are you voted off the island? I'm sure everybody was like, what? <laughs> but the yeah. profit's awesome. And that's an addicting show. So <laughs> Very well done. Business to be addicting. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> thank you for yeah, Brittany, thank you so much for doing this. I know you've done it before and we'll have to do it again sometime. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in guys. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the week. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.